today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. The Ontario government's Cannabis Retail Corporation has revealed several announcements in regards to the plans of sale and how this is all going to roll out when it finally does. To talk more about all of this, Michael Armstrong is with us, Associate Professor Brockman, sorry, Brock University, Goodman School of Business, and with us now. Michael, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate this. Oh, it's nice to chat with you. All right. So, uh, obviously, uh, I, I'm thinking what's challenging here is every single province seems to be doing this differently. How does Ontario compare to others? Well, uh, the general trend is that Ontario and province to the east of us are going with government retailers, uh, basically following their liquor store examples, whereas the western provinces, the prairies and B.C., are uh, either partly or entirely going with uh, private uh, retailers. Um, And that has implications in terms of uh, how many stores we're going to see. There's going to be far more out on the prairies, for example, than we're going to see in Ontario. Uh, and also in terms of how they'll operate, what we're going to see, how the products will be, uh, you know, just whether they're visible, how they're going to be described, and so forth. Uh, obviously, there's always been a debate about between provinces as far as liquor sales and how one does it differently than the other. Uh, obviously, what each province seems to have done is used a model similar to what they use for distribution of uh, alcohol. Is one better than the other? Is it up to each province to decide what's best for them? Obviously, that's the case. But is one better than the other? Um, I think there's a trade-off there. The uh, and and this is one thing I, I am. I'm, although I'm critical of some of the things that the governments are doing, I'm sympathetic to the fact that they have to trade off a lot of complex uh, priorities, like they're trying to uh, minimize uh, harm, promote public health, but at the same time uh, fight uh, organized crime, who's currently supplying all these uh, products, uh, and also worry about things like impaired driving and so forth. So it's, it's a really complex issue that they're having to go through very quickly. Um, Having said that, uh, the public sector retailers, well, you know, they're more closely controlled, so we might reasonably expect, just like with the LCBO, uh, it's going to be kind of a more, you know, if you want to say professional or neutral, uh, whereas with private stores, there's always a temptation to maybe uh, uh, not break the law, but certainly you just want to sell as much as you can to make as much profit as you can. Mm-hmm. So the private, uh, or sorry, the uh, public sector cannabis stores like Ontario will use probably will do a better job at public education, uh, the harm reduction objectives that government has, whereas the private sector stores will probably do a better job at customer service, uh, competing the strongest against the black market, and therefore probably do the best uh, in terms of uh, squeezing out the black market. Hmm. So that's kind of in, in the general sense. Uh, you talked about uh, announcements that happened yesterday. How has this changed? Give us an update. So what came out yesterday um, was uh, a set of announcements from the Ontario Cannabis Retail Corporation. Uh, The ones that caught a little bit of press uh, were just in terms of some of the executive appointments and in terms of locations of retail stores. Uh, Me as a business prof, though, of course, I dug in more into some of the business details, and uh, what I see there are some indications of what we're going to experience uh, as customers going into these retail outlets and also in terms of on the uh, the back end of the store, their their supplies. So on the supply side, uh, the Ontario Cannabis Retail Corporation has, has asked for, um, issued what they call a call for products. So they're asking suppliers, make us some offers, right. tell us what products you can provide, how much, uh, 
what pricing will be involved, that kind of thing, and with a submission date of the 2nd of May. Um, contrast that with Quebec, which yesterday announced that they had signed supply contracts with six suppliers. Mm. So Quebec has already locked in a supply for their retail, which, as you hinted, um, it's going to be part of their liquor, uh, their SIQ uh, liquor store uh, network uh, will be running their retail. So they've got a supply locked down, whereas Ontario is only just at the point of asking about supply. Um, so we're behind there. How do you, wh- wh- why would that be? Uh, well, I think it's just a question of there's a lot of things to get to, to work through. Each These uh, distribution networks are being set up pretty much from scratch. Uh, Quebec, I guess, has gotten through the details faster. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the reason it's important is that there's a, uh, if you want to call it, I wouldn't call it a forecast, but maybe a guesstimate within the industry that there's going to be a shortage of product initially. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the provinces starting sales pretty much at the same time, uh, there might not be enough uh, cannabis to go around. Now, in the long term, that won't be an issue, I don't think, because there'll be there's a whole lot of production uh, companies that are starting up. There's probably going to be a surplus uh, of cannabis, you know, maybe a year from now. But in the first couple of months, there could be a shortage. So if Ontario hasn't locked in supply yet, while the other provinces, to varying extents, have, uh, we might not find a lot on this on the store shelves those first uh, couple weeks. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.